Hello, I'm Elena DelVal, and this is the HispanicNPR.com podcast. My guest today is Dina Rubio, who is co-owner of Don Ramon Restaurant. We will discuss the power of small business creation. Dina is also a member of Job Creators Network, a small business advocacy organization. According to her bio, Dina is a supporter of the free market and a passionate opponent of socialism. She has personal experience with the dangers of socialism. In 1979, she fled the socialist revolution in Nicaragua and came to the United States. Dina, welcome. Thank you, Elena, for having me. This is a topic of a lot of relevance right now as we are hopefully exiting the pandemic because in many cases it's small businesses that have been most affected by the effects of the pandemic itself, lockdowns, the great resignation. Tell us a little bit about the power of small business creation. Well, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of innovation to create a new business. And um, mostly, more than that, I think it's the passion that the people have when they want to start something new, something that they believe in. And they they need to go all the, when they feel that they can grow with that and be something and create something. Um, it takes a lot of energy. So... Um, with all this pandemic thing, it has been difficult because it's not only creating a new business, but it's maintaining that the, the great business. The maintaining part of a business is the hardest part. You can always try to create it, initiate it, but maintaining it's hard. So sometimes we get thrown into something as big as we never expected as the COVID um, that we needed to adapt and innovate and be um get good ideas and how to survive what we just went through. So I'm not sure how many of us are still standing, but we keep on going. And the hospitality segment and, you know, uh, hotel hospitality restaurants, this is one of the segments of our economy that has been hit the hardest. Why is that? Well, first of all, it was, um, it, it always, uh, hospitality, it's always kind of the, hardest industry to be in um it's um you never get any vacations you never get any few days uh, days off you never close you're always you know open seven days a week and it's morning um lunch and dinner so just to start hospitality like hotels and everything it's just just really hard to stay in with the pandemic it was harder even because we were closed it's a social event you get to see people and we know the pandemic kind of closed us down. We could not have those kind of relationships. Everybody stayed at home. So we had to be, um, we have to start with a new trend. We used to do a lot of takeouts, a lot of uh, deliveries, but from it became from like 10% of our business, 10, 15% of business, it became 80% of the business for when the pandemic was in the middle of the pandemic. Dina, why do you think that small businesses are important? A lot of people focus their attention on the corporations, the publicly traded corporations, as opposed to small businesses. Why do you think that small businesses are important? 
Well, small businesses, I think, are the biggest employees in the United States. Even even though myself, I only have 18 employees that it means 18 families are um, supported or it's a livelihood comes from Don Ramon. Um, they also, it gives people the, the opportunity to do something with their life. If everybody, you know, created a, a different type of business, we have in the south end of um, Dixie Highway here in West Palm, most of them, there are small businesses that there's a, a laundromat, there is a vegetable stand, there is a salon, and all those businesses are man managed by their own owner that it's in front of the house. Those people are being trying to trying to grow in the community, trying to support their own livelihood and others that work for them. And also it, it kind of gives the people the initiative to be more creative, do something for for your own rather than depend on somebody that it's giving you a job or just um, working for the government. Did you do you have to create your own path? It gives you the liberty, the freedom to think what you want to do with your life. Do you have any numbers that you can share with us in terms of the number of small businesses at the national level or at the state level? Um, you know what? I don't have that at hand, but I know that um, we we represent most of the the one the the industries that employ the the most the small businesses themselves individually. So small businesses employ more people than the larger businesses. Correct. Who is behind the small businesses? Because not everyone, as you just said, has the mindset to start a small business or to run a small business or even to work in a small business. I'm, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Of course. Who do you think, what is the profile of the small business owner? What kind of a person sets out to be a small business owner? Because as you said earlier, it's very effort, it's very effortful to be a small business owner. It's very risky. You have to take a chance to start a new business. What kind of a person, what is the profile of the small business owner? I think um, it's, like you mentioned, it takes somebody that wants to take a risk, that you are not just happy in uh, showing yourself into a job and clicking out and click, you know, clocking in and clocking out. Um, because you don't really, when you own a business, you never close that business. It's always with you. Even if the actual building is closed, you still work and you go home and do the marketing. You go home and do some planning, create some. In my perspective, when I'm doing um, with Don Ramon, we are planning an event. Let's say that it's a little slow and I need to create something. So I come up with what can I do at this moment to bring more clientele? Um, and, you know, what kind of market can I do that it doesn't cost me much, that it will bring me the most return of customers? So it takes somebody that you want to take risk, but also somebody that is creative enough that it's always thinking what other possibilities are there. 
what else can I make from this? If, like in my in my location, okay, we have uh, we we do have lunch and dinner. Can we create a breakfast? Would that be more income? Would that be need more people being employed by creating, you know, serving breakfast? Opening a window, a win- service window, that also brings more people. We recently created, um, open up a bar and that it's more revenue, trying to see grow. You don't want it, you don't want it to stay still. So it requires somebody that's consistent, always putting effort into the business as well. So we have, you know, there's the creativity part, the consistency part, the passion part, all those little elements it are the person, the person that wants to have a business needs to have, need to have the drive. And a lot of us, um, you see more and more the Latinas, the Hispanic la- ladies, especially are the ones that are the, the growing entrepreneurs in, in the United States right now. Why do you think that is? I, well, maybe we were limited to where we come from and we see the land of opportunities in this country. And also where the society has changed. I think women are into the workforce. So our um, power, it's coming out, let's say, let's put it that way. What do you think that small businesses have as an advantage compared to the larger publicly traded companies, in addition to employing more people, which you shared earlier, what are the advantages of this, the power of small business creation that we're talking about? Why, why is that important? Well, first of all, it gives us to be uh, competitive among others. It it doesn't become, um, we're different trying to create, um, build something that it's different uh, from the rest. Stand up from the multitude. Give us, um, like I said, an opportunity for all of us to be innovative. And when you are just depending on a big company, um, you don't you don't have that opportunity. Also, I believe that um, it gives us, um, like I said, be competitive in the fact that we there's nobody else to set the the standards for us and we have um we don't have a monopoly almost per se because we, we if we have different people creating the same thing we there's a competition as to who can make it better and who can make it a better price the materials better rather than a big company that only monopolizes it or just keeps it in a certain way so um, the innovation part of it, I think, comes from the small businesses. Yes, that was I, I was going to ask you about that because they say that innovation is dead in the publicly traded companies, in the large companies, that the environment is so rigid that it's not possible for them to innovate in-house. Instead, what they do is they buy small companies that are the innovators. Do you think that's true? Absolutely. That's where it comes from. The new ideas come from the smaller um, groups rather than the, the, the big, because we're competing against each other. So that makes us, I don't know if you heard that the saying innovation, it's the um, 
the necessity is the mother of innovation because that's what it is if you if you have the necessity to grow to get somewhere you need to be creative be innovative so it, it creates a competition to who can do better and and that's where the bigger ideas come from what are the challenges to small business creation what is keeping people who might start their own businesses from doing that? Well, I think a lot of people need to be informed what it's available to them. Education, it's one of them. I think people need to know um, some kind of guidance. Uh, when when I first came to United States, I had a I had a teacher. I already had graduated from from Nicaragua, but. When I went to school, because I didn't know a word of English, so I went to a high school, and the teacher um, that was there saw that we were kind of out of place in high school. We already had graduated. My sister was with me as well. But she took the time, even though we didn't go to that school, she took the time of her own time to let lead my family into what we could have done, what things were available to us. Uh, where we could go to church, where we can go and apply for an, for employment, where we can go and get our papers ready to be legal legal here. So um, all those things, somebody to guide you. Um, it's a it's something that the somebody that wants to have a small business needs some kind of guidance to see what's available for them, what type of applications needs to be filled what type of taxes, what paperwork needs to be done. Um, I, about three years ago, I founded an organization called Latin Quarter West Palm Beach. And that's kind of our mission, just to help those that do not know what's available either by the government or by private entities that are willing to help those businesses to, um, to grow and develop. So this is a nonprofit that provides guidance to potential small business businesses and and also students and families. So ours is not just completely for businesses, but yes. And there's uh, there's companies. I mean, there's other organizations that are governmental that offer some services. But the people need to be aware that those organizations, the purpose of those organizations, are to help the small business. Uh, be creative or grow and get, um, you know, get in a list of procurement or something to work with different entities that could use their services. What other advantages, in addition to innovation that we've been talking about and a different perspective, I think is what I heard you say earlier, are there for communities where there is a culture of small business creation? What other, um, I'm trying to grasp what you're asking me. I'm sorry. In, in what ways does a community, say, for example, in your case, West Palm Beach or Palm Beach County or Florida, in what way does the community benefit from the existence of small businesses? Well, I think sometimes it's, it could be inspired for people to to know that they can also 
acquire or reach to the point that they can have their own business. There is a, a lot of Hispanics that, let's say, that they're, um, they're, they're, they used to make tortillas and they, they know or arepas. And right now, um, they came from nothing. They started at home, and now they're being supplied at the at the bodegón or a, a, a bigger store that it's grocery store. So it's inspirational to them to see that they can also achieve their dream of having their own business, and they can manage it, and they can um, um, carry it through and grow it. So um, I think that um, there's there's more products available. There's more things could be available through customers as as well as uh, different type of, between their business themselves that could be available if all these small businesses um, develop. So there's more diversity in the community. Is, is that right? Yes, that's what I was trying to say. Yes. For a community that wants more small business creation, how can they facilitate that? I'm I'm hearing you say that people need more information. How can a community facilitate the creation of small businesses, the establishment of small businesses? I think, um, uh, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of um, agencies through the government um, that help those businesses and the communication between them and the community and, and the, those agencies and the community it's essential right now I see more more on an effort to get to the Hispanic community because that, those efforts were not done before but I see that they're trying to reach out to our community, you know, for equality as well. So also the Hispanic community can grow. So um, they, right now, like we're having an event, like in two weeks, that the um, opportunity, the business opportunity uh, agency is coming to provide and make sure that they do community outreach, that they can see what those, the services that are offered by them could be taken advantage by the Hispanic community in creating new business or or gaining more business. So I think it's communication um, that it's needed. Um, So people get informed as to what's available for their own growth or their own creative creation of their businesses. It's been done more, yes. Say that again? No, it's it's it, you can see it being more available now. It, w- it was not in the past, but it's more available now. now. There are some places that are known as magnets for entrepreneurship. So, for example, if you look at the state of Florida or if you look across the country, there are geographic areas where you see a lot more small businesses and other places that are small business deserts, if you will. What do you think drives that? And if you are aware of any of those, where are they? I'm not aware of a particular area. I know that in West Palm Beach, 
the the city of West Palm Beach has been uh, created um, a new branch, not branch, uh, a new position for for their employees to reach out more to the community to make sure that our city it's a uh, it's very well. Um, how do I say that? Um, it's more mm, trying to say a word because I, that you you mentioned the desert, so I'm trying to apply it to uh, a plant growing. You know, so it's the the ground of it is more proper for. Do you mean fertile? Fertile, yes, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so they they create they they give a position for somebody to to be uh, outreach. Um, our community, uh, in, in not only our community, and specifically now it's been growing for the Latin, for the Latin community, but it also for the um, African American and for small small communities that for them to grow as well. So they they have created the channels for us to reach out to, and that's think that's what it needs. That's that's what we need for the grounds to be fertile. And um, and that's the way communication works. And you educate people and let them know what they need to do in order to fill out your, you know, complete their dreams. What importance, if any, do you think the great resignation is having on small businesses? This trend that we're hearing about, that we're reading about of millions of Americans who are quitting their jobs. Is this affecting small businesses? Tremendously, tremendously. Even though we used to managing being hands-on, we need the extra help. We have, uh, in, in our case, we've been washing dishes, uh, cleaning up tables, taking orders, you know, whatever needs to be done, done to have the doors open because we were not able to get employees. Just in maybe in the, recently, in the last two, three weeks, we see more more people coming back. But even the ones coming back, it's in their own conditions. They only want to work 20 hours. You know, nobody wants to work more than 35 hours. So even those we had to, we had to adapt to the prospect workers to their own schedule so it's been really difficult because while you're washing dishes you also have to do the payroll you also have to do the marketing you also have to do the ordering um so it has been tough it has been tough and i think a lot of the small businesses are burnt out because it's it's only so you can only do it for so long so much for so long you know, we're competing in hiring people. Most people want to stay, in, especially in the hospitality. Most people want to stay home, work from home. And that's kind of what has come to people wanting to work from home. But in our case, for hospitality, that cannot happen. In a grocery place, it cannot happen. You need the bodies to be present at work. So how do you compete getting the workers, the few workers that are out there, to work for you. A lot of people offer services, uh, benefits, or more money. So for small businesses, trying to get those employees 
has been really difficult and been a difficult task. What do you think is going to happen moving forward? Um, like I mentioned, we, we're trying to, um, you know, we, we go back and forth. Is it better just to stay open for for takeout so I don't have to deal with the shortage of the employees up in the dining room and just work fewer people? And I know people, especially in, right now on Dixie, which is kind of a couple of doors away from where I am, they used to have five employees. And now they're only two, the mother and the son working together. And they said that they're not planning to open the doors. They just want to do online because they don't ha- they don't have the employees and they don't want to deal with the um, the headaches, per se, of having to have people not coming to work or just wanting to work a few hours. So they they reduced their business to just being a takeout. And I'm sure a lot of people go kind of had to study what works for you and the type of services that you offer. What would be the best solution for that? What role do you think language and culture play for small businesses, whether it's Spanish here in Florida or other languages across the country? And the the culture, say, for example, in the case of a restaurant, if you're serving food from a particular type of cuisine, how, if at all, do you think that is important? I'm really not um, sure there's different tasks for everybody that some of them might not require speaking the language. But in our case, that most of us that there are outside in the dining room and talking, and you can see we all have accents. So, but people that come and visit us know that we are a, an ethnic restaurant. So they expect or know that that's what they're gonna encounter. Now, in other in other parts, um, I mean, I see more and more people Hispanics uh, working around. Um, I see a lot of more um, other cultures as well working in different areas in. The accents might be a, sometimes, like mine, hard to understand, but I don't think that's a much of a, a, a problem because uh, if you want to go and learn, you need to make sure that you learn the language, first of all, even if, if you have an accent, just because it's your own, for your own benefit to learn it. But I don't think that's a huge obstacle. I was no, also wondering whether it can be an asset. Absolutely. I think the, obviously the more you learn, you know, even you don't have to have a uh, doctorate in something, but if you know the two languages, you do have an advantage. Two or three languages, of, of course, it's an advantage. What do you look for when you look to hire because it takes a special kind of employee when you're a small business. Is that right? It, it does. It needs to be somebody friendly. In our case, somebody friendly, disciplined, somebody that um, has charisma, per se. In, in front of different positions that I have, 
you know, cleaning, being clean, organized, it, it makes a big difference too. You get more productive that way. Nowadays, though, um, and I am so happy for um, Governor DeSantis that approved the, the students to get the classes in high school for financing, because nowadays you see when you get younger kids applying for work, they're, they're not disciplined yet. They don't know the meaning of earning your own money and have to spend it. So they might work maybe 15 hours, but the first thing that, that they go and they, they, they spend it in, I don't know, an Apple watch or something. So that part creating the culture of being proud of what you do and earning your money, your monies and spending it wisely. That's going to make a difference of, if you're looking for those type of employees, that makes a difference that they come already with a little bit of background from high school. Mom, what about think. clients? I'm sorry, were you still, did you no, still have some? I just wanted to make sure that you understood my point, where I come from. Yes, I think that the, they have should understand the importance of money. Absolutely, yes. What about clients and customers and that that connection is it important increasingly i see new businesses that treat customers as if they are disposable as if there's another customer behind that one so if you lose this one it doesn't matter do you think that's true what what are your thoughts about acquiring clients or customers you know what? They're our daily bread. We need to make sure that we give the best services. That's one thing that <clears throat> people, um, employees need to be trained that that's our daily bread, that, you know, that person goes and that might influence another. If that has a bad experience, not only that person, it's not coming back, but you might tell a lot of friends of them that, you know, that restaurant doesn't have the good service. So it's not only just them, but it prospect customers as well that they're not coming. So when we train people, uh, we said that if it's at a table, I said, please make sure that, you know, we, we train them how to treat them well, because, um, and even if there's not their customer, if you go and buy it, they need some service, make sure that that person gets the service would be right with you or some kind of that feel acknowledged that we're taking care of them, even if there's not a table, because this time might not be their table, but it might be somebody else's. I mean, maybe next time they come back, it might be your table. So it's, we cannot break that chain of the customers coming all the time. We have seen families that they, they came with their kids and right now the kids are coming back from high school, from from college, and some of them are married and that have kids themselves. We've been in business for 30 years. So that continuance of customer service needs to be there all the time. We cannot afford to say you're disposable, disposable. We don't need you anymore. We need all the customers. They are the ones that are our um, bread, daily bread. So the customer service has to be um, offered through all type of industries, not customers are not disposable. 
What would you say to our listeners who might be thinking about starting their own business or giving their business to a small business, whether it's a restaurant or any small business as opposed to a large corporation? Do you know that American Express started something like they call a shop small maybe five years ago? And I think we had applied in our area to because we're we're constituted mostly small businesses that it applies to all of us. We try to support each other and buy from each other um, on the street. You know, if I need to get me up some, um, you know, a picture frame or something, I know that there's somebody on this, my street that, that has that. So uh, if I need to get, to get a haircut, I'll do it in the same way. Or if I need to get my vegetables. So we all support each other. We see each other's faces constantly because we're, we're providing services for them and they're providing services for us. So, um, and we pretty much have all those signs shop locally in, because we, we're, we're the, uh, the core of the, of the, of the community. So I think supporting each other, it's a, it's a, it's a great deal. You think that's important for the economy? Is that what you mean? Of course, for the economy, it keeps the money locally. It doesn't go any, any, you know, statewide or, I mean, we try to do in the micro communities that we have. So the money stays there. The the same people that are spending the money are the the same people that are selling the products. So it stays local. As opposed to many of the chains the food chains or the fill-in-the-blank national chains Correct. where the money is going out of the state. Is yes, that what you mean? out of the state. Correct. And also, um, you know, like all this, like I said, most most people, most owners are right now in the front of the house. And you don't, we don't have managers or maybe they just manage one part of it. But mostly the, the, the person who it's, the owner, it's right now the manager, the filling the blank jobs that are, are are at that time needed to be done. So you you're just dealing with the people themselves. The owners are there. You can get to see them. You know that they're working hard to keep their business going and maintaining the jobs for the people that they employed. Tina, thank you for joining us from West Palm Beach, Florida. Thank you, Elena, for having uh, having me here. I really appreciate it. I don't know. Um, I think a lot of people, like if I, would, if I could just make one remark, I think before you open a new business, you need to make sure that um, it's not, it takes, it takes passion. That's what it starts. That's what you start with, but you also need to be disciplined and have be consistent in what you do, and and be very innovative because you're gonna find a lot of different blocks or stops in the way that you need to overcome. Thank you, and to our audience, you have you been have listening been. to Dina Rubio, who is co-owner of Don Ramon Restaurant, who discussed the power of small business creation. To propose a guest for the show, you can email me directly at editor at hispanicmpr.com. 
That's editor at hispanicmpr.com.